Summer's almost here. Yay, right? So, when's the last time you tried on your swimsuits and summer clothes? If you could get back into summer shape in one visit, would you do it? Here's Dr. Brian Strand for Sonobello to explain. It really is quite remarkable. Sonobello doctors use a technology called microlaser fat removal, and the results are amazing. We customize your procedure to accomplish your goals. Just share with us the problem areas where you'd like the fat in inches removed. And in one visit, they're gone. Permanently. I can't tell you how often I hear clients say how many years they've been trying to diet and exercise those inches away. And we did it in one comfortable visit. It's time to get your summer on. Visit any of our Sonobella locations across the U.S. And right now, you can save $250. Visit sonobello.com slash save. sonobello.com slash save. That's sonobello.com slash save.
We don't take it for granted being in the house of God. Because anytime you're in the house of God, that lets us know, hey, you're coming expecting something, right? So we're coming expecting something on this morning as we go and listen to the word of God. Amen. On this beautiful Sunday morning. Amen. Glory to God. And we've been studying some great logos, rama, word in the word of God. Hallelujah. And on this morning, we said that we're going to talk about what is a, uh, we, we, we've already talked about intercession, intercessor. So we said that we're going to talk about um, what is faith and where faith come from and, um, and understanding how our faith and studying the word of God together makes our prayers more fervent, more effective in order for them to come to reality while we're here in earth. Not wait till we get to heaven and see all those beautiful gifts in heaven and then we question God and say, God, who does those gifts belong to? And it's sadly when he began to tell us, oh, those were your gifts. You just never prayed fervently or effectively in my word, by my word, and through my word. You used your own strength and your own ability. But if you just got more into me and my word, it would have been more easier. So... We don't want that to happen, right? We want to receive what we're going to receive while we're here. And even though it doesn't, it's not something that we, you know, make it be so, so, so important. Because what's so and more important is striving for the crown, eternal crown in heaven. That's what we're striving for. Because even though all those things that we may see up in heaven... We may see them, but those things will pass away. But things that are eternal will be forever. Amen. So we're excited about the eternal things, amen, that God has for us. Hallelujah. Amen. So we've been doing a lot of studying in the word of God. And we've been just talking some real stuff, right? So before we get into praying effectively I believe that we also know we need to know how to abide in Christ in that secret place in his word amen because as we begin to abide in Christ in that secret place amen it allows us to know that he is omnipresent amen He's not just in one location, but he's in many places, amen, at different times, amen. His glory is a manifestation of who he is, hallelujah. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you on this morning and I ask you, oh God, to allow your word, oh God, to go forth out to your people. Let them feel your word. Let them understand that even as your word is going forth, allow them to allow their minds to be renewed, their hearts to be changed. Let a newness come over them. 
Right now, we come against every distraction in the mighty name of Jesus, and we decree and declare that on this day that your word will go deep into our hearts, and it will renew our mind. It will make our hearts more open unto you, make our hearts more loving in the mighty name of Jesus. And Lord God, I ask you, O oh God, to decrease me so that as the Spirit of God begin to move through me and, 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 and allow the word of God to speak, allow healing to take place. Let many be made whole and delivered on this beautiful Sunday morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. So we have studied about the secret place when we began to talk about the place where Jesus resides, the place where God is. And we talked about that secret place because we know in the book of Psalms 91, um, he that dwells in the secret place of the most house shall what? Abide under the shadow of Almighty. So let's go to the book of Psalms 91. Amen. to the book of Psalms 91. Hallelujah. There we, there we go. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless everybody for joining us, those that are here with us on this morning. Amen. Scary hiding in the back of your closet. Your bathing suits and summer clothes, thing you're pretty sure don't fit anymore. What if there was a way to get into summer shape in one visit? Here's Dr. Brian Strand for Sonabello to explain. It really is quite remarkable. Sonabello doctors use a technology called micro laser fat removal, and the results are amazing. We customize your procedure to accomplish your goals. Just share with us the problem areas where you'd like the fat in inches removed. And in one visit, they're gone. Permanently. I can't tell you how often I hear clients say how many years they've been trying to diet and exercise those inches away. And we did it in one comfortable visit. It's time to get your summer on. Visit any of our Sonabella locations across the U.S. And right now you can save $250. Visit sonobello.com slash save. sonobello.com slash save. That's sonobello.com slash save. Ohio needs nurses now. Xavier University is offsetting the demand by offering individuals with non-nursing bachelor's degrees an accelerated path to the profession. With locations in Cincinnati, Cleveland, and Columbus, our ABSN program enables adult learners like you to earn a respected Bachelor of Science in Nursing in 16 months. So what are you waiting for? There's no better time than now to step up and become a nurse. Search Xavier ABSN to apply. Hallelujah. Amen. It says that. Let me put it here so I can see more. There we go. Okay. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall remain stable and fixed. Okay. I'm in the Amplified Version. We're going to put some amp on it on this morning. Amen. We also can come from the King James Version. I have both versions open. Amen. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of Almighty. 
as in the King James Version in the Amplified Version, it said, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall remain stable and fixed under the shadow of the Almighty Me, whose power no foe can withstand. That's powerful right there. Because he who dwells, when we dwell somewhere, that means that we remain, we stay. We're, that's where our location is. You know, it's like our dwelling place, our homes, most apartments, most businesses. They have a dwelling place, a place of residence, a place of address, a place where people know to find them. So in a dwell means to be in a particular location, a place. So he who dwells in the secret place. Now this is not just any ordinary place. This is the secret place. The secret place of who? The most high God. Meaning that this is a place of prayer. In a place of his word. In a place of him. In a place where it's quiet. A secret place is not just a place that's unknown. But it's a quiet place. A secluded place. A place where nobody know of. Because it's only you and God. So it's a secret. Anything that's a secret means that nobody knows but you and whoever you want it to be between. So that secret stays within whoever it's among. So anytime somebody is saying, hey, I'm telling you something in secret, that don't mean that you go and you blot it out to others because they told you that in secret. They told you that in confident. You know, in, I mean, um, and yeah, confident. Um, com um, confidential. Anything that's confidential means that it's only pertaining to that individual, that particular thing. So a lot of times in business, you know, um, being in business, being a um, Psalms 31 woman, businesswoman, most people deal with me, I keep their business confidential, meaning that any of their importing things, their personal information, whatever they're doing in the business sector, dealing with me and my company, I keep it confidential. It's like in real estate, me being a um, licensed realtor, even though I sell people homes, I also keep their information confidential, meaning that I won't go and share their personal information with anyone else because not only by law, but it's just a ethic code of ethics. We could not share anything of our clients with anyone without their permission. So it is considered being confidential. So that's just like in the secret place. This is a place that is secret, confidential among you and God. It's a place where you go and you dwell, a place where nobody knows you're going in. You know, a lot of times when we're going and we're fasting now, it's different when you're praying and fasting and God is saying, okay, t bring this fast among others to join you. But most of the time when you're fasting, it's not for everybody to know. But a lot of times we say, oh, we're fasting. Hey, join in on this. But a lot of times, you know, we're giving the enemy ability to target us. Even though, yes, God have told us to go fast, but now the enemy knows exactly where to hit us at. Because anytime you're going to fast, that means that you're going to die out to yourself, meaning that you're going to remove yourselves from anything that 
you're so used to because when you're fasting, it's more than not just eating. When you're fasting, you're denying yourself, meaning you're de denying your desires. You're, de you're denying the things that you hold dear to you. You're denying things that you love, things that are close. So when you're fasting, you're denying yourself. You're, 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 you're denying your flesh. You're denying your likes, your um, own idea, your own agenda, your own program. When you're fasting, that means that you're dying out, meaning that you're not allowing any of your own thoughts or any of your own mind to come into play, but only in that secret place, you're allowing the Spirit of God to speak to you. You're allowing the Spirit of God to comfort you. You're allowing the Spirit of God to come and download in you. So you don't have room to allow you to get in the way when you're fasting. But the secret place is that secret place between you and God. But he who dwells in that secret place means that you have to remain. So we're talking about abiding. Abiding means to what? Remain. So how do we abide in Christ in the secret place? I'm glad you asked. First of all, what does it mean to abide? I just told you. It means to what? Dwell. It means to what? Remain. So if we abide, that means that we're staying in a place, meaning we're remaining. So the word abide means simply to what? Remain. So we must remain inseparably linked to God, Christ Jesus, in all areas of our life. So we can't just remain in him when we need something. We just can't remain in him when something is going good for us. We have to remain in him at all times. You know, a lot of times we remain in Christ when we're only in need. You know, we're going through a situation. We we, we, we need money. We, we need jobs. We need children. We need uh, marriages. We, we need healing. You know, we only stay in God when we need things. But can you remain, abide in him even when you get those things? Most of the time we don't. Most of the times what happens is we get offended or we allow the enemy to think that we are offended in order to remove us out of the place that we once abide in when we had nothing. And then we go around and we say what people have done to us and, and how people treated us. But in reality, we just did not want to abide and remain because we have already gotten what we want. But what, what you don't understand is that when you stay and you remain, meaning abiding you are not just abiding in that particular location or building but you are abiding in Christ in the secret place because see it said right here in Psalms 91 and 1 in the Amplified Version it says he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall remain stable so when you abide and remain you are stable see a reason why you're fumbling and the reason why you're trembling and the reason why things are going up and down for you is because you have not abided in that place where God has brought you to. You removed yourself because of offense. You removed yourself because of greed. You removed yourself because maybe you was manipulated or maybe 
You know, you was bewitched, but however you move, you shouldn't have moved. You should have abide because when you abide, and I'm not just talking about a particular location in the building. I'm talking about in Christ. So there's a place where God had you abided in, meaning he had a covering over you. He had people that was really pouring into your life. They were praying for you. They were interceding for you. They were helping you. But because you felt like you have made it, you have a and, and that you didn't need God anymore. And you say, you know what, God, he understands. He knows my heart. You know what? We always use that for an excuse. Yes, God knows our heart. But see, it's something about abiding. It's something about remaining. Because when we remain and we abide, hallelujah, don't you know what happens? We are stable. That means that we don't waver. When you're stable, that means that you're in a condition of healing. You're in a condition of being kept. You're in a condition of safety. You're in a place of safety. See, it's like somebody that's in an accident. Either they're going to be declared dead or they're going to um, be declared in critical condition. Or they may be um, declared, um, you know, um, something, you know, but when they are in a stable condition, that means that their vital signs are going okay. That means that their vital signs are going good. They're stable. They're not um, on their deathbed, and, and, and then it may be a chance that they may come through it. So they may be on a deathbed, excuse me, or they may come through it. So it's uh, on a borderline. So being stable, you're in between. So even though if you're in your situation, you're in between your lessons, you're in between your process, you're in between whatever it is that you're going through, but you're stable, meaning that you have a right mind, meaning that you can think through, you know, it's not a struggle. Because now you are stable, meaning that because you are abiding in him, that means that he is speaking to you. He's helping you uh, find your way. He's giving you direction along the way. But what happens is we remove ourselves. See, remain and remove is two different things. Instead of us remaining in him, we remove ourselves out of him because sometimes of offense. Sometimes because we feel like we can make it on our own because of our credentials or because of our money status or because of people. You know, people will always come and say what they can do for you and how they can help you. But you got to always remember that there is sometimes a motive behind it. So that's why you have to ask God and make sure, okay, God, is this where you're taking me? Because God would never take us out of a place where we are now not remaining in him. So even if he bring people in our life, even though if he bring people to help us get to our next, we're going to still abide in him. They're going to make sure that even as they're, we're working with them or however the situation may be, they're going to make sure that we're still keeping Christ front, front center, front forth in our life. So it's not going to be that they're going to uh, remove him away from you. If, if that is the case, you better ask God, God, did you send them? Because God doesn't send people that's going to remove us out of him. But God sends people when they're helping us to allow us to abide and remain in him. That's the difference. But a lot of times we look at money. We look at power. We look at prestige. We look at, okay, they're getting us to what we want. But the thing is, would they take you to where you need? Would they take you to, to, to where you need? So at the end of the day, you got to make sure that you stay, you are abided in Christ. You cannot 
Just say, okay, I'm leaving because, okay, this is not working. I'm leaving, okay, because this is not going good for me. Okay, I'm leaving, okay, because it's just what I think I should do. You need to go into a place of prayer and ask God, God, is this what you want me to do? See, we're not asking God what we should do. We're just doing things on our own because we feel like, oh, we, we have it under control. But a lot of times, it's not what we want. That's why we have to abide and stay in Christ. Because when we abide and stay in Christ, then we're able to hear his voice. We're able to understand and know, okay, this is what he is saying. And when we stay and abide in him, not only are we stable, but we are fixed under the shadow of the most high, meaning that whose power of no folk can withstand. So no enemy can come in and try to destroy us because why? We are under the shadow of the most high. We're not just under apostle shadow. No, we're not under pastor shadow. We're not under the evangelist shadow. We're not under the prophet's shadow. We're not under the teacher's shadow or whatever man or whatever woman of God's shadows. No, we're under the almighty God, El Shaddai. We need to make sure that we remain in him. See, we go and we do things because of people. We need to make sure whatever we're doing is unto Christ because that is the only thing that's going to last because people will offend you. And when people offend you, then you remove yourself from abiding under the most high God, uh, um, un under the all, um, excuse me, under the shadow of the almighty high God. And that is dangerous because you need to stay under the shadow of the my God. Why? Because Psalms 23 says, Yea, though I walk through the valley in the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, that rod and that staff that comfort me. So even though I may be walking through the valley in the shadow of death, meaning that I may be in some some tough decisions, may have to face some tough decisions, or make some tough decisions. Or I may be a place in my life where it feels dark. It feels alone. You know, have you ever been in a place where you felt alone? You felt like, okay, I know I'm doing the right things. I'm remaining in Christ. I'm abiding in Christ. But I don't hear his voice. Um, he's not speaking like he was. Clearly, I have no one. So what do I do? You stay there. You remain there. You abide there. Because yea, though you may walk through the valley in the shadow of death, you should not fear no evil. Why? Because you are stable in your... Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Excited for a road trip? Start it off right with auto coverage from American Family Insurance. J.D. Power ranked us number one in customer satisfaction with the auto insurance shopping experience among mid-size insurers. Get a quote at AmFam.com. American Family Insurance. For J.D. Power 2021 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards.
American Family Mutual Insurance Company, SI, and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. You're fixed under the shadow of the Almighty because what? You're dwelling in the secret place. You're abiding in the secret place. You're abiding in God, in his word. So you have to get to a place where you have this, this place where you just can go to God. There should be a place where you can go and you feel peace. There should be a place where you go, you feel joy. There, I mean, it, it should not just always be in people. I'm talking about a dwelling place, a place that you may have in your home, a place that you may have so wherever the place may be it has to be a secluded secret place where the presence of God is. See the presence of God is what lifts our spirit the presence of God is what brings us peace. The presence of God is what brings us joy. The presence of God is what heals us and makes us whole. If there's no presence of God in wherever place that you're going, you will never feel a peace. You will never feel a joy. You will never feel comforted. You will always feel like there is so much weight on your shoulder. That's why you have to have a dwelling of a secret place. A place that you can go abide in. Remain in. Until you hear a go. Until you see the green light to go. When you know that it's the right time to go. So you must abide in his word. See that's that place I'm talking about. You have to abide in the word of God because the word of God is what gives us strength. The word of God is what gives us not only hope but it gives us the ability to, to build our faith, to strengthen our faith so that when we do go through the valley of the shadow of death, any evil that tries to come unto us, we won't fear it. We won't have fear but we will know that thou art, is rod is with us and that staff is comforting us because God Almighty the comforter has wrapped us up in his arms. You know, a comforter is something we consider as a blanket. We sit it, consider it as something being of a heavy quality. You may have a 200 thread or a 300 thread or a 500 thread um, comforter where it just don't look nice on the outside, but inside there is um, threads that makes us very plush, very comfortable, very warm. So it keeps you warm. But I'm talking about something that has more than 500 threads. I'm talking about something that is not just colorful, but it's beautiful, that's awesome, that's radiance, that's glorious. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit, which is our comforter. That's who Jesus left to us. To comforter, hallelujah, to comfort us, to deliver us from any evil, to give us the ability to feel safe while we're wrapped up in whatever problem or situation that we may be facing. So when we abide in God's word, we are being wrapped up in him because the Bible lets us know if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples. Really? Yes, because abiding means that we remain in him. So if we're remaining in him, we are his disciple. It doesn't carry it in any other way, but it, it means that we remain in his word. We don't leave his word. We don't leave his word because we become rich. We don't leave his word because we get married. We don't leave his word because we...
children. We don't leave his word because we get a good job or good education or because we get our citizenship. Come on, you now. We don't leave his word when we get our green card. I'm just saying. We don't leave his word when we get the building, when we get the jobs and we get our degrees. We don't leave his word when we get what we're striving for, but we abide and remain in the word of God because it keeps us stable to be able to handle the job that he gives us. It keeps keeps us stable to handle the money that he's going to give us. It keeps us stable for us to know and value the green card and citizenship that he has given unto us. Come on now. Remaining in his word allows us to become stable in him so that we won't waver. You know, this world will have you sometimes wavering because life changes. You don't know what life's going to bring tomorrow. So you have to live for today. But when you remain in his word, it keeps you stable. It keeps you sound. It keeps you content. And it allows you to know that you're truly his disciple. Amen. So you cannot just lay the word down and pick it up. You know, when you just feel like it or lay the word down, when you just going through something. You know, a lot of times we pick up the word when we're in our deepest situations where we can't just handle it. But we need to stay in the word because, see, when we stay in the word, it builds up our most holy faith. It builds us up. It makes us strong. So when that next storm comes, we will be like a palm tree that is not uprooted, but begin to swing with the wind, but still stay grounded, stay stable within the foundation of Jesus. Hallelujah. So therefore, we must continue to know that even as we abide in this word and we stay, hallelujah, in this word, we are able to keep the word of God in our hearts. We cannot just lay down the word of God when he blesses us. We can't just lay down the word of God when it's only comfortable to us or as when somebody that we know or we want to hear. You know, we only pick up the word of God when we know somebody or we want to impress somebody or when we want people to think that we're all that in God. But really in reality we are not nothing. We don't even abide in him. We have not even remained in him. But we want people to look at us like we're Christians Amen. Like, oh, we love God so much. But I tell you this, all you got to do is take somebody's job away or take somebody's money away and you will see how grounded they're in God. Amen. Hallelujah. See, sometimes we just remain because of stuff. We just remain because of things. But we have to remain because we know that when we remain and abide in Christ, we are stable. Our minds are stable. This mind will have you wondering all the way back to 1950. Those that has been living that long. And it will make you begin to think. And if you're not careful, if you are not abiding in God's word where there's peace and there's comfort, it will make you begin to have a pity party. I know I'm coming down somebody's lane. You will begin to think about what people didn't do. You will begin to think about where you what you didn't do. You will begin to think about where you should have or could have or would have should have done. But see, at the end of the day, when you abide in Christ, we'll, we'll be forgetting those things that are past. And we'll be what? Pressing towards those things that are before us. So we won't have that pity party. We won't have that shame game. We won't live in guilt or have condemnation pouring down on us because our mind will be stable. Our mind will be fixed on Christ. So when we abide in him, we must remain in him. Meaning that 
We must take God's word and use God's word like never before. God's word should be our weaponry. God's word should be our waking up and our laying down. God's word should be in the front of our frontlet and always in our heart. God's word needs to be in all that we do and all that we say. Because when we abide, hallelujah, in the word of God, we remain in it. We don't leave it, but we keep it close to our heart. We do not cease from it. When we abide, we we, we we abide in this word. See, abide means not ceasing to rest in his grace and power, never turning away as though greater peace could be found anywhere else. Because it cannot. Peace cannot be found in people. Peace cannot be found in our jobs. Peace cannot be found in our money. Peace cannot be found sometimes just in whatever you think. Only the peace that can be found is in Christ Jesus. Because when we're in Christ, it is him that gives us the peace. Romans tells us, Romans 5, lets us know that those that are in Christ Jesus already have peace. So because we're in Christ, the peace is already ours because we remain in him. That's why you hear people always say, would you pray for me? I need peace. But you call yourself a Christian. You call yourself a, um, I mean, I'm just saying, when you are in Christ and you remain, abide in him, your peace never leaves you. The reason why our peace is leaving us is because we are not remaining and abiding in him. We are remaining and abiding in our own ability, in our own wisdom, in our own money, in our own thing, in other people that is not God. We're making other people as though they're God. That's why your peace have left you. Because you are abiding in man. You need to abide in Christ. When you abide in Christ, your peace will never leave you. When you abide in Christ, you will be stable. When you abide in Christ, you will be fixed under the shadow of the Most High God. Meaning that you will be protected against any foe that would try to come against you. When you abide in Christ, you will be um, you you will always be protected. See, you must continue to walk in the light of the Word of God. You cannot cease from the Word. See, a lot of times we cease from the Word, meaning God, because He is the Word. So if you're not abiding in God, that lets me know you're not in His Word. You could be carrying the Bible. Your Bible could be sitting on your desk 24-7. Your Bible could be in your car. And people be looking at you like, oh, she loves God. He loves God. His Bible in his car, his Bible on his kitchen table, is on the dining room table, is in the front room, the back room, or everywhere. I see the Bible, but guess what? He and she, they're not even remaining in him. They're not even abiding because guess what? They're, even though they got the Bible everywhere, but they're not abiding in him. They don't have relationship in him. They don't have a secret place where they're dwelling in him. I'm just saying. But they got a Bible laying everywhere. They got a big cross on their neck. So you got to be careful. Because see, that's how the enemy begin to like, you know, dangle things before us. And we begin to like people because of what we see. But really, it's not really what's within them. So you got to be able to ask God for the spirit of discernment. To discern people. Discern their motives. Discern who they are. Are they really abiding in Christ? Are they really abiding in his word? Are they really remaining in him? Are they really stable in him? You know, people can put on a facade as though they all into God and they love this, they love that. 
But when you begin to see their real person and their real who they are, it's like scary. It's like you have entertained a wolf. Hallelujah. Because there are wolves out there in sheep clothing. They talk like God. They look like God. They even try to act like God. But guess what? They're not even abiding in him. Because they're not even stable. Take their money. Take their job. Take tangible things away from them. And you will begin to see. You will begin to see how they begin to react. So when we remain and when we abide, we rest in his grace. We rest in his power. When we abide, we never cease from eating and drinking from the word of God. Because the word of God is the bread of heaven. It's living water. It's as if life can be sustained nowhere else. So that's what sustains us. The word of God. When we abide in Christ, we continue to walk in the light of his word. Amen? As though any other light can show a secret place. There's none. Only Christ Jesus is that light. That's why the Bible lets us know that if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciple. So this is what it means to be a true disciple. Let me help you. Because the Bible just told us, let me repeat it again. If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciple. Amen? Why did God say it in that way? It's because we need to remain in him. See, a lot of times we can abide in him again when we need something or when we want something. It's a difference because can you remain in him even if you don't get it? Can you remain in him even when you get it? Are you going to stay in him? Because a lot of times when we get it, we don't remain. You know, that's why, you know, you know, being a leader, you know, we, we know the ones that's going to come and we know the ones that's going to leave. We know the ones that's going to stay. And guess what? No hard feelings because God just gave us the ability to discern those that will abide in him, not abide in us because they're not remaining with us. It's about you remaining in with him. Because when you remain in him, you're stable. And what happens is, we know. Because they always come back and say, would you pray for me? Would you pray for me? Or they always come back. Or they always, you see them struggling. Because they left prematurely. They did not abide. They was not stable. See, when God get ready to move us further, he want to make sure we're stable. To stand against the wiles of the devil. Because he's coming. But a lot of times, we don't do that. Because we feel like we have arrived. We feel like, oh, because they say, I'm an apostle or I'm a prophet, it's time for me to go. Which, okay, if that's what God said, don't let people tell you who you are. Make sure that God is telling you the gift that he has given you. And how he wants you to utilize it, but you still have to remain. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Family. It looks a little different for everyone, 
For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner, really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. And in him, meaning that you have to stay faithful unto him. You have to sacrifice unto him. You have to be obedient to the things of him. So at the end of the day, we must remain in him. See, at the end of the day, being a true disciple, you're going to endure. Apostle Joe, you're going to endure some things. It means that it's not going to always be good. You know, things are not always good in ministry. Matter of fact, I believe you endure more sometimes than enjoy, if I can just tell you. But at the end of the day, you still have a peace because those that suffer with him, it's going to rain with him. I told you, I'm about receiving that eternal crown. You know, that's my goal. You know, anything else down here, it doesn't matter. I want the eternal crown, the crown of heaven. The eternal life. That's my strife. So whatever I have to endure along the way, I mean, it's not easy. Endurance does not feel good. But God will give you the ability. It says, he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High, come on, shall remain stable. So even as I'm enduring, I am stable in it. I'm not saying that I'm always feeling good. I'm not saying that it's always good and dandy. But I'm able to be stabled as I'm enduring whatever hardship, whatever prosecution or affliction that's coming my way. To be able to stand and to be fixed under the shadow of the Almighty. Even though the enemy is trying to kill me. He is trying to destroy me. He is trying to take me out. He is trying to make me miss the mark. Because I've already said, I'm forgetting those things that was behind me. And I'm pressing towards those things that are what? Before me. So therefore, he wants me to lose focus. So that's why we have to abide and remain in God's word because it allows us to endure, come on, the fiery darts that's coming our way. Because when we're in the word of God, we know that our shield of faith, prosakaya, blocks every fiery dart. But if you're not remaining, meaning abiding in Christ, meaning when you abide, that means that you're only, you're you're simply abiding in his word. Remember, he is the word. So you're already in relationship with him because you're in his word. So I'm able to know that my shield will block every fiery dart of accusation. Because I know that the enemy only is coming to steal, kill, and destroy. He's an accuser of the brethren. So he wants to accuse me. 
He wants to bring false accusations against me. But guess what? I don't plead not guilty no more because the blood has already been shed. So I plead the blood of Jesus against him. Because I'm inviting his word. I know his word. I know the words to use to fight the tactics of the enemy. But if you're not abiding in him, you're not going to know the word in, God, in the word of God to use to come against the enemy. So that's why he's able to come and steal your joy and steal your peace. Because if you're in Christ Jesus, you have peace. So it lets us know how ignorant most of us are because we're always asking somebody, us Christians, pray that I have peace. But you have it because you're in Christ. So you have to ask yourself, am I abiding in him daily? Am I abiding in him night and day? Am I meditating on his word day and night? So when we abide in him, as a true disciple, again, we are enduring. We're persevering. Meaning we're pushing through the bricks. We're pushing through the barrels. We're pushing through the obstacles. We're pressing. We're pressing through them. It's like an army. When, when they're coming against their enemy, they make a line. And they know that the first attack is how they rush them. So they have to formulate a line. And they have to formulate the, 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 the equipment that they're going to use to push forth, to push them back in order for them to get a good stance. So they, they form themselves. And when they form themselves and they're ready to go, it's like they're going on attack. And as they go on attack, it's like they're able to persevere through. So they can bust through that line. They, they come through that line. And when they come through that line, they're able to have more force and power to come against their enemy. So keeping on the force of his word. Amen. So we must stay in the truth of his word. So when we abide, we remain there. We, we stay linked to Christ. We depend on him totally. When we abide in Christ, we depend on him. It's like we go to him for everything. Okay, God. Should I take this job? Okay, God, should I buy this car? Okay, God, should I lend them money? Even to that extent. I mean, because you, you're a Christian, you want to help people. But you got people that are manipulators. You got people that are users. You know, enemy will use anybody that he can use. And sometimes they can be a really good person. They, they can really be a, a great person. But somewhere down the line, they allow the enemy to come in and mess with their mind. And he began, because see, remember, the enemy cannot do anything without us because he has no authority. He has power, but he has no authority. So he needs us in order to enforce the authority to make things happen. So he began to use sometimes us. And we don't even know it. And we're thinking like we're so holy and, and the enemy is using us. And then he comes in and he begins to use us. So we have to even ask God, okay, God, do we do this? Do we do that? How we do this? How we do that? Should we go here? Do we? And it doesn't make sense. It does not make sense sometimes. It doesn't make sense at all. But if he's telling you to do it that way, you have to do it that way. See, one thing about 
God, what he does is he wants to see, are you able to stay on the battlefield when it's only you? Because he wants to build up you in him. Because he don't want you to depend on people. Even though he's going to send people to help. He's going to send people to be a part. But when things don't go right, because remember, the enemy can use anybody. And if they're not careful, and if they don't stay abiding in Christ, he can begin to use them. So that's why he makes you able to stand against the wiles of the devil. He makes you able to stand when nobody shows up, when nobody is... Because he wants you to to totally depend on him. God wants you to totally depend on him. It's not easy totally depending on a God you can't see. I'm just saying. For those that don't have relationship like that. Now, if you have been through some things. And your faith. And you know you know, you know, know God to an extent. And even us that know God to an extent. Sometimes it's still hard for us. Because when you're in a bearing a situation that is sometimes unbearable, if you're not careful, your faith can be come wavering. And then you have to bring yourself back to reality, like, okay, okay, God, I know, I know what you told me. Okay, God, I know. And then you have to talk yourself through it. Because remember, I said that the enemy loves to use our past. To remind in our mind and say what people didn't do, what people didn't say, what and make us think that like people don't like us, and and really it's the past. But because we don't have, we ain't remaining abiding in God's word, putting something in our mind so that we don't think those things that are behind. He begin to take a, a hold on us, and we begin to feel sorry for ourselves and have a pity party. But the devil is a liar. That's why we have to abide in His word. Even if we just pick up the Bible once a day and just reading a couple passages of scripture, that right there is depositing something. But when you don't pick it up and you wait sometimes to the end of the week or the end of the month, hey, no, that's not good. You got to deposit God's word daily, day and night. You got to, even if it's just a couple scriptures, you got to deposit. You got to read it. You got to put it. You can't just, just, you know, some of us, we just know scripture. Because we read the whole Bible a hundred times and we got scriptures. And so we can quote scripture to somebody eloquently. But it's the word really in us. See, there's a difference between memorizing and having the word imparted in us. It's a difference. Because you will memorize the word and the word really ain't in your heart. So you want the word in your heart. Because when the word is in your heart, then God is right there. You're abiding in him. So we must depend on him totally. For grace and power to obey. Because it's not easy to obey all the time. Obedience is better than sacrifice. But sometimes it's hard for even us as Christians to obey. When we must obey. We have to obey. That's why we're asking him for total grace. And his power to teach us how to obey. So how do we get those things by abiding in him when we remain in him he teaches us how to obey he teaches us how to stay in him we must continue to obediently look into his word for instructions on how to live 
on what to say. See, just because we're out here living don't mean it's the right way. I mean, even though we could be paying our bills, we could be doing everything right, but is it how God wants us to live? Is it how what God wants us to do? You know, for me, my living is like, I don't know, it's like what keeps me going is serving people. It's like I have a joy when I'm able to pack some bags and just know that I can go out these doors and go in the community and just help somebody. I could be having a bad day and things can just not be going right. I can come and begin to pack a bag or I can get on the phone and see who needs something to you know and go and that brings me such a joy. It begins to lift my spirit. It begins to bring me to a back to reality. But when I'm just sitting, and even though I'm reading the word, even though I'm studying the word, even though I'm praying, I'm fasting, I'm doing all that. But it's like that is what gives me that joy. It gives me that peace. It's, it's, it's giving me instruction on how to live. Because he, he said to feed the poor. That's one of the things he's saying that we must do is feed the poor. And the poor is just not somebody that's homeless on the street. See, we get it mixed up. We think the poor is somebody who don't have a job. We think the poor is somebody who, who's just out there looking rugged. You can have a lot of money and everything but be poor in spirit. See, poor is just not a dollar sign. Poor is just not tangible commodity, commodity stuff. Poor can be poor in spirit. Can be poor in Can be poor in just wisdom. Anything. So somebody can be poor in spirit. They can have all the money. But don't have no joy. Have you ever saw people that don't want for anything? They got a lot of money. They very, very educated. But when they see you, it's something that you have. That they're always saying, wow. You look good. They're not talking about you look good like your clothes or your beauty. But it's a light that they see that is glaring from you. That's giving them hope because all they know is money. All they know is their education. All they know is how to make it happen. But they have no joy. They have no peace. They have no really love. They don't really, the, 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 their spirit is dampened. Their spirit is subdued because they're poor in spirit. Their spirit is not like these lights. You know, a happy spirit is always glittering, always sparkling, always going. So when you come in a room, you just, it's like these lights. When I'm talking, they're moving around, right? That's like how you do. When you come into a place, are you like these lights in people's life? When you begin to just step in that place and you begin to talk, see, they're going to pay more attention to those lights up there than really you. Because they're going to see something above them that's different before you walked in the room. So it's going to be like, wow, they bring this glorious light. They bring this light that's moving. And it's moving my spirit. Now I'm not feeling sad like I was feeling sad. I'm not feeling like, okay, you know, I want to just give up. Are you going to be that light? So when we abide in Christ, we're abiding in his light. 
Because we need to be the light of the world. We need to, when people see us, they need to see our light. People sometimes have hard time coming to reality. Truth is hard for them. Because people don't want to live and abide in Christ. They only want the tangible things that he has. But it's more than just the tangible things. We have to remain in him. Because when we remain in him, we're stable. Meaning that even if it doesn't work for us, we're content. Like Paul said, he was content. Content means that even if I don't get it, I'm still good. Even though it's not mine, it's still good. You know, it's like this. There was an art of a covenant. Beautiful piece. Huge. It was the real thing. Had the inside with the fire pit thing when you open it up, when you put the prayers in. It was a piece you put up. And wow, it was so beautiful. When I saw it, I was like, ah, I want that. Because I'm thinking, you know, the art of the covenant is sacred. Everybody couldn't touch the art. Remember, if they did, remember, if they died. So to me, that was a sacred piece. No matter how much it cost, I wanted that. Because it represented the presence of God. It represented something sacred. So it was like, okay, God, I want that. I could put it right here in the church. It'd be nice. You know, we put prayers in there and... And I said, let your will be done. But it didn't happen to where I got it. Somebody else wind up getting it. So I went back to my car and I said, Lord, okay. And I was like, God, I really wanted that. And then I said, well, maybe I didn't need that. Because the presence is already there. You know, we always look at things that we can see and touch. And we think like maybe this bring more. And then I had a dream. Last night. This happened yesterday. And I had a dream last night. And in the dream, it was like such a aroma of praise and worship that was in the building. And this place was filled with people. When I, when I came in, because I was already there. But I was sitting on the second row. Now you would think, okay, she's pastor of the church. Why is she out there and not up here? But I, re I remember I was sitting there on that second seat. And when I opened my eyes, for some reason, I went to sleep in the service because it was such a glorious service. So I didn't see all the people come in. When I got up and looked around, the whole place was filled with people. And so when I came up to the top, it was a man that was speaking. And when I got up here to say something, I fell right on the floor under the spirit. It was like worship because there was worship going on. So it was like I couldn't stand. It was such a glorious presence of God. So it was saying to me that it does not, we don't need things to bring the presence. The presence is already here. 
So it was a reminder to me to say, as I'm abiding in him, because it says he that dwell in the secret place, I'm abiding in his presence. Remember the Ark of the Covenant there, it says the presence of God. I'm abiding in his secret place, meaning that I'm in him. So if you could come to a place, wherever your place is, it don't always have to be a church building. But if it's a place where you come and the presence of God is there, you could just lay there and no worries of the world, no worries of people. Everybody just saying stuff to you, coming at you. But you go to this place and it's just quiet. You go to this place where you're hurting, where maybe you're crying or maybe things is just not going the way. But when you say, you know what, when you have an unction and you say, you know what, if I could just get to that place. If I could just go to that place, even though your house is peaceful. Your, the presence of God is at home. But there's a secret place somewhere. And you can go and feel revived. We have abided. See, that lets us know that we have abided in that place. Because God's presence is still in that place when we're not there. So even when we come, the presence is still there. So when we abide, we remain. We must offer him our deepest adoration and praise. We must submit ourselves to his authority because he is our sustainer. When we abide in Christ, we will see the true evidence of genuine salvation. Amen? Just like Apostle Paul said, it says, but, but they were not really of us. For if they have been of us, they would have remained with us. Let me help you. Sometimes, when your work have been done, when when God on the side, God have given us assignments. He gives us assignments. This is not just in the church, but this is in business. This is in relationships. This is in everything. Sometimes, okay, I'm sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm you know. Sometimes we beat up on ourselves so much because, would you get this for me, Emmanuel? Sometimes we beat up on ourselves so much because people don't remain with us. We beat up on ourselves so much because things did not turn out the way we thought they should. But Apostle John said, when they went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they was been of us, they would have remained with us. But they went out in order that it may be shown that they are not of us. So some people was just not of us. Now, you got some people that may have went out. That maybe it was their time to go out. Because they had to get... What else they needed? I remember when I began in ministry. Now this right here lets you know a lot. When I began in ministry 27 years ago, tell you, my spiritual father and mother who's still with me today, when I left there, the day that I had to leave there, and I told them, they did not try to keep me there. They did not try to say, oh, that's not God. Oh, they did not try to say, oh, you're, 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 you're doing things on your own. But they knew that I had to leave there to get to my next. Because I wouldn't be here today 
if they would not have released me. And when I went to them and told them, he knew that it was my time. It wasn't that I was not of them. Oh, I was of them. But I had to be released from them in order for me to become who I'm becoming today. Remember, I'm still becoming. I have not yet became because we're still growing no matter what position or gifting we're operating in. Only until we make it to heaven, then we will have became. But right now, we're still becoming. And that's the issue in the church. We have became. Well, no, you still have to be becoming because you still have to be teachable. You still have to be reachable. You still have to be open to change. Because things is not going to be the same way how they used to be because we're not in a traditional religious system. You know, in many churches, it's like you have morning prayer. We keep prayer. Prayer is number one. Definitely number one. The word of God, number one. But then you got a program where this person got to sing this, this person got to read this, this person got to do this. God is not an agenda. He is a God of order. He is a God of protocol. But he's also a God of change. The word never changes. Prayer is always number one. Word is always number one. But God is, he wants us to live kingdom. We are still, most of us, living in slavery. We're still living in bondage. We're not free. We're, we're still doing the same thing. And people are coming to church all the time, but still the same. They don't know how to fight the devil when he comes against them. They always run into the prophet, the pastor, pray for me, pray for me. Which is nothing wrong with them, but they got to know how to pray for themselves. You can't teach a person how to pray. But let a person go through some hell. They will learn how to pray. See, going through hell and allowing the devil to come at you will teach you how to pray. If you don't know how to pray, hey, take some endurance. Persevere through some battles. It'll teach you how to pray. It'll teach you how to stay in the face of God. It'll teach you how to know, be in the word of God. See, we always want to say we can teach somebody how to pray. You can give them the, uh, the, 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 the essentials of prayer through God's word and scriptures and things like that. But I believe also it takes us to go through some things to learn how to pray. Because sometimes Apostle Joe ain't going to be there. You got to know how to pray on your own. If Apostle Joe don't pick up his phone, you can't wait for Apostle Joe to answer. You better know how to pray on your own. And I believe that as leaders, as we begin to teach God's people the word, to get in the word, it's the word of God that teaches us how to pray. Because the word of God in the book of Psalms is nothing but prayers. David, this is what he said to his God. This is how he talked to his God. This is how he abided in his God. This is how he had relationship in his God. They were out to kill him. He didn't understand. I'm already in the preach word, y'all. I'm already in service. Amen. Hallelujah. He didn't understand how to persevere through. Because he was anointed king. He was already anointed. He's anointed king. He done killed ten thousands. He done killed the Philistine. He done came 
and soothed Saul's emotions and his fear with the songs that he played. But God was making room for David. Saul was never going to be David's friend. Why? Because God, not the devil, God made that possible. We know God is a God of love. We know God is a good God. But God would also do things in order for him to get the glory. So he sent the evil spirit on Saul in order to bring David into his process. See, there's a process that we have to make. There's a process that makes us. And this was the process that was going to make David. Even though David was handsome. He was everybody's, you know, but really was like a black sheep to his own. Nobody respected him. Nobody looked up to him. Anytime things needed to be done out in the field, David, go do it. David, go do it. David, go do it. Go clean this. Go clean that. Go take this. Go take that. Have it felt like David sometimes? When anybody just call on you just to do the dirty work? People just call on you to do the heavy lifting? People just call on you just because they don't want to do it themselves? They call on you because it's something that is not in their quota to get dirty. You know, you got some people that don't want to get dirty. They just want to be in the front. They don't want to do no hard work. They don't want, all they want is their name called. All they want is to be in the front. They're not going to do no heavy lifting. They're not going to pick up a bag. They're not going to lift nothing. If the cameras is not on them, Emmanuel, they're not doing it. But they will get before the people and say, I did this and did that. It ain't. Family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner, really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. So the David that I'm talking about was the one who was the heavy lifter. The David that I'm talking about was the one that cleaned the dirty places where nobody wanted to clean. He was in the field with the animals where nobody wanted to be. Come on now. He wasn't just taming them. But remember, animals have to use the restroom too. That's the most nastiest thing is to have to clean up after an animal. Because they don't use the bathroom like us as human, a small quantity. But theirs is like, you know, too much. And it's a smell that is like horrible. 
So it was more than him just taming the sheep and killing the bears and the lions to keep them away. But he had to look after the sheep. He had to clean up after the sheep. He had to keep the sheep healthy. He had to keep the sheep looking at par. He had to carry pails of water that was not light. Then his daddy would call him, David, do this. His brothers would call him, David, do that. When they had parties and things like that, I don't believe that David was one of the ones that was dressed up nice to come to the parties. He was always the one that was working. What am I saying? He knew how to dwell in that secret place. That's why the book of Psalms explains his heart. It explains who he was. An expression of how he became who he became. Because of him dwelling in the secret place. How he remained there. How he abided there. How he secluded himself there when nobody was there. Are we able to abide in that secret place when there's nobody there? Are we able to abide in that place when nobody is there to come and rescue us out of that place? Are we able to abide in that place when nobody recognizes us in that place? Nobody comes for us in that place. Are we able to stay abiding in that place? The secret place, the dwelling place of the most God. It's a place that sometimes feel lonely. It's a place that sometimes nobody hears you. There's cries in the midnight hours that nobody can come and wipe your tears away. Your heart is waxed. Your heart is heavy. But it is a secret place where God abides. When we're able to make that secret place a place where God can come, then we're able to be stable. We're able to be fixed under the shadow of the almighty God. See, the Bible says, Yea, though I may walk through the valley in the shadow of death, I would fear no evil for their honor with me, their rod and their staff will comfort me. Well, first of all, I won't be able to walk through the valley in the shadow of death if I've never dwelt in a secret place. Because it's in the secret place that strengthens me. It's in the secret place that keeps me stable. It keeps my mind on Christ. It's in the secret place that gives me hope. It allows my faith to be increased more and more when I can't see with my natural eye. But I can feel something. I can hear something. And I know that something is on the way. But I must remain in the secret place. Because in that secret place is the most high God. El Shaddai. God Almighty. Meaning there's a God that would fight my foes. It's a God that would fight my enemies. It was, it's a God that would stand before me. See, David didn't understand that even though he was brought into the palace for just a time to soothe Saul because of this evil spirit. He didn't know that there was about to be war with the same person that he helped. What do you do when the same person 
that you help become your foe. Huh? What do you do? Let me help you, please. You must abide. You must abide in Christ in the secret place. Huh? What you're talking about? Wait a minute. No, that was my friend. No, huh? that was my uh. No, you have to abide in Christ. Because it's Christ that is making things shaky. Why? Because he's processing you. He's helping you. See, people that God sends in your life, if they're really sent by God, it's not going to always make it so easy for you. See, process sometimes becomes rocky. It becomes shaky. It makes you feel uncomfortable. It makes you feel like, I want to leave this place. It makes you feel like, I want to get my own stuff. I don't know about you, but I'm just talking about, you know, what I had to go through. I'm talking about me. See, those places for me, it made me say, oh, I got to get out of here. Oh, oh, I can't take it. It's too much. Nagging over here, this over there. It's just too much for me. I got to go. But I thank God that I stayed. I thank God that I didn't allow that noise, even though sometimes it hurt because I was like, well, what I do, I ain't do nothing. They just keep on. But it was the noise that allowed me to become who I am today because I did not remove myself from abiding in Christ in the secret place. That was a place that made me. It was a place that broke me. It was a place that created things in me that I didn't even know that was in me. Was in that noisy place. Was in that place that made me feel uncomfortable. Was in that unknown place. So if I can help somebody today, don't run from the noise. Don't run from the place that God has sent you. Because it's making you. It's allowing you to be created. How he wants to create you. Because one thing about life. is never going to be handed down to you. People may be with you today. But they will surely leave you tomorrow. So that's why you got to abide in Christ. In the secret place. So that when they leave you. You are able to stand. And I mean stand. Because it's not easy to lean on something. And then it's removed from you. Because you were so used to leaning on it. And once that is removed, you begin to stumble. You begin to fall. But when you're standing and abiding upright in Christ, no matter what you've been leaning on, even if it removes itself, you're still able to abide. You're still able to stand firm, unmovable. Unmovable. Meaning that you won't be moved by obstacles. You won't be moved by life situations. You won't be moved by chatter. You won't be moved by accusations and arrows of the enemy. You won't be removed because of, 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 of assassination. You know, character. You know, people will always try to assassinate your character. They will try to say that you're this and you're that because you're a person of truth. You're a person that knows who you are. See, people are not used to people that are confident and bold in Christ. It's a difference. 
See, you got people that are arrogant. It's a difference. And vain and glory. But I'm talking about somebody that's confident and bold in Christ. It's different than being arrogant. See, you have to be confident and bold in Christ. And stand up for what's right and truth. But that don't always mean that you always have to make yourself right. Or that you always have to say things out of your own flesh. Because sometimes even though we know that it's right, maybe God is saying, hold your peace. Hold your tongue. It's not the right time. It's not the right place. But you can be confident and bold in Christ and know who you are and people just don't like you because of that. They hated Jesus. Why? Because he was truth. They just wanted what he had to offer and that was healing. That was deliverance. That was miracles. They only wanted what he had, but they didn't want him. They didn't really want him. They didn't want to abide. They, they wanted from him but they did not want him. See, they did not want to remain in him. See, I told you abide means remain. So they did not want to abide in him. But they wanted to remove him after they got what they needed from him. But the thing is, they can remove us. Those that are of Christ Jesus. Because we remain in him. And guess what? We're the trees that's been planted beside the come on now. We can't be moved. We can't be, we could be shaken, but we can't be removed. See, when you know who you are in Christ because you abide in Christ, you can't be removed. All you can do is stand. David did not understand that in the beginning because he just looked at him being in the palace away from all the other mass. He didn't know that there was a process to come. He just thought, okay, even after killing the Goliath, killing that, doing that. And they said, oh, he killed 10,000 that was there for him, rule him off. David, 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 David. Why? Because he did something for them. He gave them something. Sometimes after all you have given, people would just throw you away. That's why you have to abide in Christ. Because they won't be able to just throw you away. You will remain. You will remain in him. You will begin to move forward in him. See, David didn't understand that. He didn't know that there was a process. Oh, he knew that he was anointed to be next king. Oh, he knew that he had this kingship over him. So he thought that the king, the crown was just going to be come and just put on him. And he was going to sit in a royal chair. But he didn't know the same person who he helped. The same person that he took that evil spirit away from. Was the same person that seeked his life. The same person was looking to kill, steal, and destroy everything that he had and he was. So he was on the run for his life. But he didn't understand that he wasn't just on the run for his life. 
He was going through process. He was going through the process of what? Abiding in Christ, trusting in him, remaining in him, believing in him, and knowing that it is God that called him to this kingship. It wasn't the people that called his name after he killed the Philistine, after they say, David, David, David. It wasn't them, but it was God Almighty. Even though he didn't understand, God, how could you help me go through this? But see, God gave him an indicator to let him know, listen, this is part of my plan. Let me show you something. I'm going to send somebody to you that you're going to love as your brother. He has what you need, but he doesn't have. He has what you need, but I did not give him the anointing to do what you're called to do. He had the armor, but you had the anointing. And he understood that it was more about just their relationship. But it was the call. Because Jonathan had the armor. David had the anointing. But Jonathan was the son of the enemy that was out to kill David. See, God will always send us an indicator. To remind us that it's all part of the plan. It's all part of my plan. I will send somebody that's close to your foe to remind you that this is of me. Because you know, most of the time, if somebody's family is against you, everybody in the family ain't going to like you. You know how that work, right? Because what they do, they begin to what? Speak negative to make everybody have something against you. And you've never done anything to them. You just have an aunt maybe with that individual. So the enemy, that's how he plant negative seeds. And then the next thing you know, the whole family don't like you. But in this case, God gave David an indicator to let him know. I'm Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores, so stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. I'm allowing you to see his closest kin that love you because I love you, and only God and do something like that. And then for Jonathan to risk his life for David, knowing that his father was seeking to kill him. Because you know, the father Saul would have thought that Jonathan would have told him where Saul was. But Jonathan was helping David to run. But this is how we know that David abided in Christ. Because even when David had an opportunity to take Saul out. He was right at his cloth to cut it. To show Saul, I'm right here. I could have taken your life. But because he did not, he abided in Christ in the secret place. Because he knew that he had a call on his life. He knew that he could not touch God's anointing. Even though Saul was being brought down from being king. He was still God's anointed. He was still God's chosen. Until God transferred God, which is God is doing now. 
He is reversing it. He's reversing a change of guards. People that you saw in place, God is removing them and bringing those in place that, guess what? Not only do they have the anointing, but they have a heart. They have a heart of God. See, you may not look at them as being equipped as you or anointed as you or even been in ministry longer than you, but because their heart and because they were handpicked by God because of the changing of the gods, that's why God picked them. David understood not to touch God's anointing. Even though his flesh said, I can kill him. But he understood anointing. He understood that God allowed him to abide and remain in him in a secret place. That secret place was a place where he hid out. Where he could not be found. It was a play, in a place of rejects. He's about to be king. And you're telling me, when you're in kingship, everybody want to be around you. The highest authorities, everybody of money and prestige and power, when you're in kingship? Matter of fact, rejects and homeless and nobodies sometimes can't even come around kings. Am I lying? Hello? Is that true? Hello? But in this case, David was surrounded by rejects. He was surrounded by nobodies. Why? Because God wanted him to see these are those that remain in me, abide in me. And because they abide in me, you can trust them. Because you're going to need some people around you you can trust. And sometimes we trust the wrong people. That's why don't look at somebody's status. Status quo. Don't look at somebody because of what they have. And No. Look at their heart. Look at their faithfulness unto God. Look at them, how they abide in Christ. Not the ones that are abiding in you. You know, why would you want, I told God, don't send people that's going to just abide all in me. No, send people that's going to abide in you. I'm not perfect, God forbid, please, I may offend them. But if they abide in you, and if they're in you, even if I may miss it, they're not going to leave you. They're not going to leave the work that you called them to do. They're going to stay faithful to what you called them to do. So, I just want you to remain in him. Because he is the grapevine. And we are his branches. Just like the Bible reminds us in closing. Abide in me and I in you. As the branches cannot bear fruit of itself. Unless it abides in me and finds it abiding. So neither can you unless you abide in me. So we must stay connected to who? Jesus. We must remain in Jesus. We must remain in him. Why? Because when we remain in him, we stay those branches. Those branches that begin to bear fruit. When we disconnect our branch from Jesus, the grapevine, then our fruit withers. Our fruit is nothing. But we have to continue to remain as those branches connected to the grapevine. Abide in Christ through his word. That's why he lets us know that we as branches cannot bear fruit alone. We as branches need to stay connected to the grapevine. 
because the branches that do not bear fruit are taken away. But the branches that bear fruit are pruned to bear more fruit. See, to bear fruit simply means to grow in character. To bear fruit means to become more like Christ and reflect the fruit of the Spirit. Amen? And it is there where we come to um, able to abide in Him. Amen? Because why? We cannot bear fruit ourselves. So if we want to bear fruit, we must continue to want to grow in character. Continue to be more like Christ. And we want to continue to reflect the fruit of the Spirit. What are the fruits of the Spirit? I'm glad you asked. As we're closing, the fruit of the Spirit, we need to understand that we need to continue to have these fruits. Because without these fruits of the Spirit, we won't be able to abide in Christ. And we won't allow our fruit will not be bearable. So we need to make sure that the, the fruits of the Spirit that we're, we're, that we're about to uh, hallelujah, um, talk about is that we have these fruits of the spirit, amen? And that's actually, that's going to be in our next teaching um, this next Sunday. We're going to talk about uh, we're going to talk about the fruits of the spirit, amen? Hallelujah. It says, but the fruit of spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Amen? So, Next week, we're going to talk about the fruits of the Spirit, which is going to allow us to still abide in Christ. Hallelujah. And then when we don't abide in Christ, he's also going to show us what happens. So, Heavenly Father, we thank you in the mighty name of Jesus for your word on today. As we continue to abide in you, remain in you, because we know that you, we are truly your disciples. Lord, teach us how to carry your word, to allow your word to stay in us. Allow us to never cease from walking into your light of your word in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord God, we thank you, O oh God, for allowing us, O oh God, to be the branches, stay connected to the grapevine. Amen? So that the fruit can bear more in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord God, as we continue to abide in you, we know that we will see true evidence of your genuine salvation. We continue to give unto you praise. We continue to submit ourselves under you and your authority to be more obedient and obey your word, to have totally um, agreement in your word. In the mighty name of Jesus, dear Father, we thank you. So let us dwell in the secret place of the Most High where we shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So we thank you, hallelujah, for all that you have done, Lord God. Amen. So we're just going to um, go ahead and get ready to uh, close out. Amen. We thank everybody uh, for joining us. Amen. Hallelujah for the word as we have studied on this morning. Amen. Of how we abide in Christ Jesus in the secret place. Um, just a couple announcements um, for um, this coming week. Um, we just thank God for uh, Christmas in um, Lindenwood with the Marcus at Pleasant Treasures in collaboration um, with uh, Soar Unlimited Grace. 
um, Outreach Pantry, H-O-E-R-C. We'll be distributing free Christmas um, boxes, food boxes, um, and that's going to take place on December the 11th. From 11 to 7, we'll be distributing the boxes between 4 and 6, and the location is going to be at 4020 Pleasant Avenue, Hamilton, Ohio, 45015, and that's going to be in the parking lot of Markets at Pleasant Treasures. That's right there on Pleasant Avenue, the big flea market there. Going to have a great um, time there. So there's going to be a lot going on there. There also is also in remembrance, amen, of the young um, young boy um, that was um, killed there. So we want to definitely uh, make sure that we come out and support that. The loss of Nolan Scott Jones. So we thank God. We're going to have they're going to have also a commemorative Carolyn Walk on his behalf, and that's going to take place also on Saturday. So all this is on Saturday, um, and that's going to be at four. And they're going to walk on down to um, the the market, um, pleasure, treasure, pleasant, and then they're going to start the program. Um, but they'll be there between eleven and seven doing other things. And then they're going to decorate the tree that's right there on Pleasant Avenue, right in front of the flea market. And as they're doing that as well, each kid will be given an ornament to put on a tree. And there's also going to be toys given out with also free food bags that's going to be given out to the community. Uh, we're looking at about 100 um, bags to be given out and there's going to be more. If anybody else needs food before then, you can always come give us a call, 513-494-6678. We have food bags already packed now. Amen. Any other organization that's looking to maybe be a blessing to some family members in their church and need some bags of food, you can always give us a call to set that up. Amen. So we thank God for you. Uh, we thank God for this holiday season. We know that Christmas is every day. Amen. It's, it's not on the 25th, but it is every day. So we continue to show love to helping people in the community. And there are so many others that have come together for this great event at Christmas in Lenoir. So many other businesses. Amen. And we thank God for Legacy Ladies, who actually um, is doing the marketing for us as well. So we don't want to forget them for doing that part of it. And everybody else that's going to participate in there. So they have so many different other businesses that has also um, put this together because um, they just feel that it is a community of love to give back to God's people, to people that are in need and people just to come out and be a blessing and people to come out and support Nolan who was the three-year-old that was killed um, was ran over um, uh, by a car so they're also sending all the proceeds to his family to support him as well so we thank God and um, you can actually go on Facebook the um, schedule will be on there for everything else but that is for December the 11th which is on a Saturday so we thank God for you, in Jesus' name, amen, and glory to God. And for those that may not um, have a relationship with Christ, because we know Christ, just may not have a relationship or have been invited in Christ, you're going to go ahead and accept him as your Lord and Savior right now, wherever you are. Just accept him in your heart, confess with your mouth, and believe in your heart that he is your Lord and Savior, that he died for you. In the mighty name of Jesus and ask him to forgive you of all your sins and everything that 
you have known unknowingly anybody else have, have done you wrong to forgive them as well and I know for sure you can be saved right now and also receiving the precious Holy Spirit open up your mouth wide and ask the Spirit of God to be endowed and he shall give it unto you it is a free gift unto you if you believe by the Spirit of God that he is the giver of all gifts the Holy Spirit in Jesus name so we thank God for you and we welcome you as a kingdom citizen of Christ Jesus and a household of faith may God bless you and keep you and that God will also um, send people around you divine connections to come into your life ministries that will be able to be uh, um, counterpoint to bring you forth and if you're looking to come out and to learn more about the ministry here um, we're located at 1115 Hicks Boulevard Suite 5 Hamilton Ohio 45014 may God bless you may God keep you in Jesus name amen and glory to God thank you for joining us bye bye Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details.